1: Free lies, the home and the homeless. Too many die every day,
2: and we really just want this freedom.
0: To this broadcast of new abolitionist radio it's Wednesday night 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time for those on the east Coast it is March the 13th 2019 um lots of things to talk about tonight oh uh, I do promise you we had a program planned for you this evening and we are going to do a program this evening but we've been going through some transitions. Uh, some things going on behind the scene and also particularly with new abolitionist radio as we've changed host um, just a lot of stuff to do so we do have a program scheduled for you tonight um, but our guests excuse me our panelists will not be joining us tonight uh brother Tayson and mother khadijah um Something came up last minute. They won't be able to make it. Understand Maxwell is out in the field at a workshop, and he's expected to call in later and Then we have a guest who it will be joining us uh Captain X is supposed to join us at the halfway mark uh eight thirty um from Norway, so we're hoping that goes all according to plan because we know how technology. Uh, can be, and when you're working over the internet, and then you have someone in Europe, and we're here in the United States, so uh, lots of things can happen um, as you transmit that audio, so we're hoping uh, nothing goes wrong, but uh, tonight, I guess, uh, until Maxwell joins us, I'll just be sharing some recent news, and of course, my views. About twenty-first century slavery and human trafficking, um, it just seems like you know uh, we, as the abolitionist community, and when I say we, as the abolitionist community, what's the an abolitionist? An abolitionist recognizes uh, here in the United States that slavery was never abolished. The Thirteenth Amendment is in plain English, to borrow, uh, to be cliche, but it's in plain English. It's in black and white. There's nothing it doesn't take a college degree to understand that you can't abolish slavery and involuntary servitude and then at the same time say except for in case you do this, that or the other, and we get a conviction on you and then we you are just at our mercy, basically to the to the point that we can enslave you, make a give you that slave status, strip you of human rights. Uh strip you of any constitutional rights any if you used to be a citizen of this that or the other oh no, once you've been convicted, you get that that uh slave status and so when I say am i when I ask a person you know are you an abolitionist Or if they ask me what do I mean by abolitionism, that's what I mean. I'm talking about recognizing first and foremost the fact that slavery has never been abolished and there needs to be a new movement to abolish such. As such was before 1865 when it was just right there in your face. It was walking down the street you might see a victim of slavery go visit somebody a victim of slavery just out in the open like that now it's out in the open but the mind the public's mindset has been changed through the use of media to not view these people as victims of slavery but as criminals as convicts as people deserving of any mistreatment that comes to them that's the media propaganda um, I blame the media for so much because Malcolm X was right. Uh, it is the most powerful entity. It creates perceptions. It programs people to believe this, that, or the other on any particular issue or about any particular individual or a group of people. Like he said, it turns it turns the uh, the victim into the criminal and the criminal. Oh, he's you know, he's the victim. So uh, definitely that's why it's important that we do these broadcasts. Um, But speaking of coming up with some changes. okay, we do have new hosts. Never done this before. Some of this is on me as a producer, but uh, in the future, we won't be doing any more live broadcast a new abolitionist radio what we're going to do is do pre-recorded stuff like if we have interviews it would have been nice if we could interview Captain X like earlier in the day uh when it wasn't so late where he is because it'll be like 1 30 a.m in Norway at the time he's scheduled to join us so it'll been you know better more convenient for him um if we had talked to him earlier today and just pre-recorded the interview and I, I think that's the direction we're going to take New Abolitionist Radio um, until we can get our our hosts, our current hosts, more experience and and see how that that shakes out. Um, but tonight we are scheduled to be joined by Captain X. I, I mentioned him, just talking about him. Um, it'll be 1:30 a.m. when he's scheduled to call in from Norway. But he is a victim of prison slavery, U.S. prison slavery. Um, you know, I wrote him up as a former prison slave who has found his way since leaving the prison plantation. Um, he's expressing himself, uh, through music, supporting himself, uh, through music. Uh, he is a rap artist. Um, he particularly takes focus on the death penalty. Shout out to Mark Clements, no more, uh, death penalty. Uh, the brother in Chicago who was the victim of John Burge, um, Those many victims who were tortured into uh, confessing the crimes they did not commit. I know Mark Clements for a number of years now, um, and he runs no more death penalty. So perhaps I can link these two brothers up, man, Um, see what, you know, how they can help each other uh, since they both have a singular focus um, or prioritize what they see wrong in the system. The thing that they need most to do is to abolish the death penalty, which I'm, I'm all for abolishing the death penalty, whether the person is actually guilty of shooting 40, 50 people, you know what we saw out there in Las Vegas. Um, not saying that I know if I don't even think he's gone to trial yet. I haven't heard anything on that yet. But um, I'm not for the death penalty. Period. And the reason I'm not for the death penalty is because. Um, innocent people have been proven to have been on death row Um, the way that death row is conducted here it is inhumane, it is torturous Um, I think it should be eliminated Um, and then just year after year after year the exonerees uh, through DNA evidence uh, just think of how many people um, DNA evidence and technology could not save that got electrocuted And um, so it is a arcane practice that needs to be done away with. So I'm I'm definitely on board um, with them in that goal. Still understanding that my goal, my primary, the way I prioritize is, hey, got to take care of slavery. Got to take care of slavery. It it gives people, human beings, that legal status of a prison slave by, by law by way of the constitution and then you know even though um an individual working as a prison guard or administrator or or whatever their role is you 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 know you would think just because these people had this status that you're not going to take advantage and mistreat them and dehumanize them and and commodify them but that's it you know that's the exact opposite I mean it's still openly traded uh through on Wall Street through the stock exchange with uh companies like the Geo Group as well as Core Civic, formerly known as Correction Corporation of America. So um what impressed me was this brother uh took a walk for life in two thousand and eight. Um 2008, I imagine a lot of the focus was on uh, Barack Obama at the time, running for president. Um, But Captain X was on a walk for life from New Jersey, the state of New Jersey, its capital to the capital of Texas, to make a personal appeal to the Texas governor at the time, to follow the lead of New Jersey's governor at that time and to abolish the capital punishment in the state of Texas. Um, I was just reading the other day, you know, Texas is 2019. They still executing prisoners. Now, I could be incorrect, so don't quote me, but I believe that man was from Texas that uh, the Supreme Court recently said they could not execute him because he couldn't even remember his crime. He had Alzheimer's and dementia And he didn't know why he was going to be executed. He doesn't remember any of that stuff Um, for, you know, people who know the mind um, or how uh, the mental ailments of people who suffer from uh, those diseases. Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, it's it's so many elderly people. um, And you know they're not getting proper medication and treatment uh, in prison. So this guy didn't even remember who he killed. So the Supreme Court ruled that um, uh, you know, no, you can't execute him. Cause in his mind he's innocent and he doesn't understand. So that was an interesting uh ruling. Uh, definitely uh interested in uh hearing people's opinion. Um now Maxwell let me check the board and see if Max joined us yet. Okay, Maxwell has not joined us yet. But He shared a couple of articles, and he wanted to share them, and if he calls in a little later, I'm sure he will talk about some good news. It's always good to have good news, um, because when you're in a war, and we are in a war, news can be so depressing, and so news of any battles won, any victories, that, that really means a lot to the psyche, that really um, means a lot to the morale, you know, for those who's ever been in the military or played sports or something, they talk about the morale of the soldiers or the morale of the players. So, you know, I see myself as a soldier um, in this war to abolish slavery once and for all um, here in the United States and anywhere else it may exist, but primarily here in the United States. And I'm not talking about Slavery that's already illegal, like me kidnapping somebody and um holding them hostage in my house th- to be my maid or be my butler that's already illegal, you know, um I'll get so many charges stacked on me for doing something like that, no we're talking about state sanctioned slavery where people can build private prisons and contract with the federal government and state governments for for billions of dollars of contracts representing billions every year in profit and, and house these people and send them, you know, to a facility 3000 miles away. You know, yeah, that's, that's the war I'm in a fight against Legalize slavery and human trafficking. Okay. Um, but the good news, let's get to the good news. However, Um, You know, the San Francisco Chronicle is reporting that California governor Gavin Newsom is suspending the death penalty in California, calling it discriminatory and immoral and is granting reprieves to the 737 condemned inmates on the nation's largest death row. You know, California, uh, that doesn't surprise me because California has the largest uh, prison population on, on the planet and um so it doesn't surprise me that they had the largest death row um people think that california is a progressive state it's always counted as a blue state always usually going for the democratic uh candidate in presidential elections and what have you um but they've had some republican governors in in the past but um it's not progressive when it comes to prison slavery in that country in fact it's one of the worst offenders uh, when it comes to prison slavery and human trafficking and that's why uh, um a lot of um a lot of scrutiny is uh directed Kamala Harris's way speaking of presidential candidates you know i i just don't understand why people think that Running a prosecutor and a former attorney general as president, as if their record, their very public record, and policies were not going to be scrutinizing. People who are going to raise uh, concerns or raise questions, however you want want to frame it. But I mean, that's to be expected when you're running for the highest office of the land. And some people are just trying to trivialize the concerns trying to uh delegitimize the concerns of, of those people well but California again is not progressive when it comes to prison slavery or or criminal justice they have had some positive things happen uh like as you know I'm relaying to you right now via the San Francisco Chronicle that governor Gavin Newsom is suspending the death penalty so that that doesn't mean the fight is over to abolish it in California um, now we need to see some legislative action um, to put a law abolishing the death penalty on the death of Governor uh, Gavin Newsom. Um, let me see, this is what Mr. Newsom had to say. say, I do not believe that a civilized society can, can claim can claim to be a leader in the world as long as its government continues to sanction the premeditated and discriminatory execution of his people. Uh, This is uh, what Newsom said in a statement that was accompanying his executive order to halt all executions uh, um, in the state of California. Um, This was uh, issued today, so um, declaring a moratorium on capital punishment in the state. So a moratorium means Basically, we're just going to push the pause button on on uh, the state uh, premeditating the killing and executing, um, you know, this power in a discriminatory way. We're going to hit the pause button. So as I stated, again, um, for a lot of people who are political novices or, or what have you, and I'm not saying that in a negative way, you you can't blame people for what they don't know, you know, uh, but. The way things get done uh, uh, in terms of changing laws and what have you, you have to lobby the legislatures, the politicians, the representatives, the senators, and what have you. So that I, I would imagine, I'm pretty sure there's some competent activists out there in California who's been doing that already. And uh, this is perhaps a result of that pressure. Uh, that that uh, community of activists have been bringing on this issue. So that that's some great news. That's some great news. But uh, let me check the boards again. So as I stated, uh, Maxwell had set up an interview with Capital, Cap, Capital X. That's his rapper name. I don't, you know, when it comes to rappers and what have you, I don't share their government name. He's an entertainer. Uh, they, some of them seem to be uncomfortable with that since he's not on right now. And I didn't ask him beforehand. Hey, how do you want me to refer to you? We'll just use his stage name and his activist, uh, human activist uh, name, Captain X. Um, but again, you know, he got out of prison slavery and, um, I guess he found a way to sustain himself and express himself through music. He's a rapper, as I stated, um, I've linked to his website where you can check out some of his upcoming concert dates. He's in Norway, uh, right now. Um, so his website is www.capitalx.no. So that's like, dot no. So that's capital X dot no. You'll find his website. um, check out his music there find out about more concert dates that he has coming up. So what I want to do now though is uh play some of this video. Um I think I was checking it out earlier and it might have been a lot of pauses and stuff and it you know cuz he's actually being filmed as he's walking on he's on this walk from New Jersey to Texas um from New Jersey capital to the Texas capital, that's got to be, what, 3,000, close to 3,000 miles, if not more, I would imagine. Um, I've driven from Texas, um, actually from Arizona through Texas, well, actually from California, from California uh, through to Texas and here to North Carolina. That's about the farthest I've, I've ever driven a car, and I've made that drive a couple of times, but, um, so he went on this walk for life, again, to bring attention to the death penalty um, as in New Jersey, where he uh, was based at the time. The governor had just uh, abolished it, and he was seeking to get Texas governor to do the same. So let's give a listen uh, to this clip. I, I don't see Maxwell on the board. Of course, Tayson and uh, Khadijah. Mother Khadijah won't be joining us uh, during this live broadcast. Um, but let's give a uh, listen to this clip. Okay, where is it? Uh just had it. Okay, yeah, it's on our new abolitionist uh, radio promo for tonight. But let's give a listen to this.
2: Okay, what's the agenda once you get in
3: Texas? When I get
2: in Texas, I am going to be joined by a number of organizations like the Texas Coalition um, to Abolish the Death Penalty. the students in Texas that are um, opposed to the death penalty, they'll be gathered in front of the governor's mansion, we'll be holding up signs and everything, but I will be met um, by uh, a number of individuals, they will walk the last mile with me, and um, we'll walk right to the governor's mansion, and um, from the beginning of the walk, I um, was giving everyone the address and the email of Governor Perry, and I'm telling them to contact him and let him know that I'm coming down, and uh, if he wants to come out and speak, you know, uh, I'll bring the coffee, so... Uh, somewhere along that line I'll I'll be buying two Starbucks coffees and I'll be bringing them just in case the governor wants to come out and just have a discussion about the death penalty Um, actually uh, Bill Pelkey from the Journey of Hope he'll be joining me um, from Little Rock all the way to Austin so uh, we'll be uh, walking in uh, solidarity to the governor's mansion to protest the death penalty when did you leave Newark? I left. I didn't leave Newark. I live in Newark, but I left from Trenton um, symbolically because Trenton is where they just signed a bill just in in the last year to abolish the death penalty. So I took that symbolically on my shoulders and I'm walking down to Texas where they execute the most prisoners. The 31st of March I left. Now that
3: you stand on the sacred ground of Tuskegee, Alabama, do you have any regrets for kicking off
2: this walk? Oh, definitely not, man. Not not at all. I mean, I've, I've, I've been rained on. I've been baked like a potato, been stopped by the police, but it's been nothing but love and uh, nothing but positive messages. God sends me little signs to know that I'm doing the right thing, you know, like no stopping. You might see that as a street sign, but I saw that as a message to me. There ain't no stopping, no U-turns. I knew there was no U-turn once I took that first step and uh, there's no regrets at all, none whatsoever.
3: What message do
2: you send to children from this whole endeavor? Look at each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other like brothers and sisters. Look out for each other. Do not let any one of your little peers stay behind, but make sure that you walk together in solidarity, definitely. Your message to
3: mothers that's losing their sons to prison as well as to the uh,
2: graveyards? I I say, Bill Bridges, never forget them love them unconditionally that means with no conditions as they are just pray for them and love them as my mother did for me and that's what definitely you know lifted the veil off my eyes so unconditional love that message goes to mothers fathers everybody you gotta love unconditionally let them be them but love them and God will definitely show them the way
3: what do you say to the people that says an eye for an eye and two for two so if you kill somebody
2: we kill you too Um, Listen to Jesus servant on the mount where he said before it was an eye for an eye and now it's turned the other cheek. It's all about forgiveness. I think that's the message that he brought and that's the message that I'm walking with. It's about forgiveness. That's where the healing is and that's where the power is in healing um, and forgiveness.
3: The brothers on death row, do
2: they sanction what you are doing now that you have contact with? Oh, I've gotten... I I don't know how many letters from Brothers on Death Row. Um, They write their families and their families write me and give me phone messages. Um, They all have hope. They're all saying that they're praying for me and they all have their faith. They're armed with their faith and um, they are coming together also. A lot of them are waking up. They're very, very supportive, very supportive. And I take it you're gonna stay the course. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not stopping, it. and I'll tell you. When I get to Austin, Texas, that's really just the beginning. You know, we're going to try and keep the momentum going. Um, I'm going to be going to New Mexico. I'm going to be going to California to to do a vigil in front of San Quentin Prison. I'm going to be going to Florida. And then I'm going to Europe. But then when I come back from Europe, I think I'm going to, you know, go to every state that has the death penalty and try to build with the people and build bridges. You know, and try and unify us all. That way, this country knows that we want to join civilized society. We want to stop this barbaric, this barbaric act, this madness that's going on.
3: You're challenging the myth that one person
2: cannot make a difference. <laughs> How wrong are they? I mean, come on, just look out, look, look throughout history. Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, little little old woman that just about kicked off the whole civil rights movement one person can make a world of a difference because you can just get everybody geared up and get their, their hopes sparked up and yeah you can start a lot one person can definitely make a difference
3: chief says that god should bless you
2: excuse me i said chief says that god should bless you god should bless me god bless everyone everyone not just me man even though by saying god bless me that's what you're saying god bless everyone because we are all connected you know what i'm saying we're all broken from the same cloth we are all together that's why it's like if if they kill someone they're killing a piece of us keep that in mind we are all one we are all one
3: that's the truth. tell us why you're here you're making a connection yeah for capital x tell me why you're doing that
4: so, yeah, pick him up so we can go out to Birmingham and try to
1: get some of these messages out in Birmingham.
3: Now, what do you guys plan for him in Birmingham?
1: Well, we got the Birmingham news. we got some good people that want to talk there. It's going to be a, a big interview, I hope. And uh, I'm going to introduce him to a couple
4: of folks I know, see if we can make a couple other connections.
0: All right, so that was uh, Captain X from two thousand and eight. You know the commitment that it takes to bring attention to an issue by by walking. Um, I, I can't recall. You know, Mal, um, Martin Luther King Jr. was mentioned there. Um, he did. He was known for a lot of walking, but I don't know if he ever walked that far, like from um, New Jersey to Texas. So. Definitely, uh, this brother was committed in twenty two thousand and eight to uh, get the attention of Rick Perry, who was the Texas governor at the time, to uh, you know act on in towards abolishing the death penalty in Texas, as we heard in the clip. There, uh, Texas executing more people than any state within uh, the jurisdiction of USA Inc. So I am still not seeing anyone else on the board. So we're going to take a listen to some of his music. Hopefully, hopefully, again, it's like uh, 1 30 a.m. or approaching uh, 1.30 in Norway. And just everything just fell apart today. The other hosts, two other hosts said they weren't going to be able to make it. Uh, Maxwell's supposed to join us. He's not here. And so I'm hanging in here. Um, because Captain X was told that, you know, we were doing a program. So I'm going to pull up his website and just take a sample of some of his music. Now, I do want to let parents know out there that, you know, this is something that's been uh, going on for some years. But when we distribute our podcast out through other platforms, other networks, as you know, we work towards elevating um, the voice, Of black people on black issues and what have you, um, racism, white supremacy, some of those networks rate our stuff as explicit. And that's probably because, you know, uh, sometimes it's live and people call in and you can't control what they say and they curse or whatever. And maybe uh, you're like me and you don't have no whole staff to uh, pull up the podcast and edit all this stuff out that that stuff takes time people it takes time um i do the best that i can but then you know so um but i'm not even going to worry about it anymore um you know we have artists out there that put music out and um it uses some of that language that's just the real world that's how people speak that's how the streets talk and um we can't act like we're We've never heard it before or we're so offended or or what have you. But I do understand I try to respect everybody's personal space. And so just to give people warning, you're going to hear uh probably a a few uh, words in in some of this music, but I definitely wanted to uh sample uh some of his music. Uh we don't have any of the radio uh clean versions, uh, but you know, this is uh, what he's sampling or offering on his website. So, uh, this is from. A, I'm not sure if there's a name of this particular album. I know uh, he had a new single drop called Triple O GZ, um, and uh, but we'll start with Redemption.
2: It set me up to stay right for bitter and cruel, filled with anger and hate. And I've been misunderstood for the second I came out the pussy. No, I ain't no killer, but don't fucking push me. I'm a poppin' since it's the days of silence. Tell me, can find me where I paid these guards. Show me light in the darkness. Yo, this man, my past been answered. It's just a day my words have been spreadin' my cancer. Well, you can't stop this truth. The victim
4: begins to agitate. He uses all types of means against his executioner in fighting for a position of equality. After he tries a number of means and they do not work, he then begins to imitate the means by which his executioner had him
1: down. That is usually through force and violence. He says, and then they begin to use it against them, breaking the one taboo that they've never been able to break. <laughs>
2: Take your position, high power ammunition. I'm even hitting any civilians cause cops is murdering now. Just is suspicion, 21 shots, 29 more. Just care of witnesses. Bitches, grab your crucifixes. I'm speaking holy scriptures, slitting my wrists with scissors and painting bloody pictures. Coming from the trenches, straight from the front lines of streets. will be trapped with trips, wise the landmaster percentage setting is high for your ass to serve time. And I go out like a trooper before I go down for the third time. who blasts?
0: All right. Uh, let me check the board. We have someone on the board. Um, maybe this Captain X, since it is around that time. Again, I do apologize. Scotty Reed in on this mic from behind these enemy lines of USA Inc. Um, everything that could go wrong with wrong um, tonight and the other panelists have not joined us. So I'm solo tonight, but it's not like um, I'm new to radio, but... Let me check this line and see if this is Captain X or Maxwell, or um, Inspector Maxwell as well. Um, hello, who do we have on the line? Do we have Captain X? Yeah, we got Captain X. How you doing? I'm doing the best I can under terroristic conditions in a country where they still practice Islamic slavery.
4: I definitely
0: feel that, my brother. I feel you. Yeah, yeah. So, listen, it's great to talk to you, bro. I know it's, like, early in the morning there in Norway, um, but we Max didn't show up tonight. Something went down with him. He had a workshop. He's yet to call in. Um, our other panelists aren't aren't um, on board tonight either, so it's just me. It's just me, bro. So um, I'm going to have to ask you. I'm introduce- right here, Scotty. Scotty. I'm I- Come on. Okay. Oh, there's Maxwell. There's yeah, I Maxwell. Just got out of my
1: class. I'm in transit right now, so I'm gonna be in and out. I'm in transit. I just got out of class.
0: Okay, Maxwell. Uh, you called right, in right. on the other line. Okay. I, the other number something was scheduled. Um, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that offline. Yeah, all you had to do was put it in your code, but uh, we got Captain X on and you know the brother he's on on the um line for the host and in the guests but we we can hear yeah. you um maxwell through our callers yeah. line so if we have any callers out there with any questions or comments that line is open 704-802-5056 hit the star key twice unmute yourself so i'm gonna let maxwell um uh captain x Uh, lead us in in this conversation with you but you know as i've been stating during the course of the podcast i'm in support full support of abolishing the inhumane uh unjust practice of state murder uh that they call capital punishment i'm on board with that but my main focus uh which envelops all of it is i recognize that the 13th amendment did not abolish slavery they're practicing it legally yeah. when you get convicted you get the felony slave status and so you know how to, how historically they've always treated um victims of slavery yep. as unworthy so um yeah so I'm definitely on board with it so uh Maxwell uh go ahead and, and talk to um Captain Nix and lead us in this conversation
1: yeah. absolutely how you doing my brother how you doing how you doing And, uh, you know, I didn't want to be on. I I wanted to be on. I had to get permission to leave the class earlier because I I wanted to definitely be on board. But, uh, you know, I I definitely, you know, we wanted to bring you on so you can share your views. You know, you are definitely a, a voiceful person over there in Norway as well as here. And to share with something you that's great today, that the governor of California has just, just stopped all cases of anyone on death row and is having the death chamber be moved out of San Quentin prison as of today. He's put a yeah, I'm the right today yeah, I'm looking put at the headline right now. I'm looking at the headline as you speak, yeah. Yeah, and y'all going to have to bear with me. You're going to hear a lot of noise because I'm in transit right now, you know, so. But yeah. uh, uh, Brother Scotty, until I can get situated, I'm going to need you to carry it for a minute so I can get situated one minute.
0: Okay, no problem, bro. Uh, you just handle, handle yourself. Um, just uh, mute your on. phone. Just mute your phone. I'm going to leave you unmuted on the caller's line. Just mute your own phone uh, while you're in transit and just join us whenever you can. So, so Cap Captain X, uh, again, you know, we've never talked before. We never met before, but my name is Scotty Reed. I'm the founder yep. um, and president of the North Carolina-based nonprofit Black Talk Media Project. Um, We, in 2008, established the Black Talk Radio Network um, because from just watching some of the videos and observing some of the teachings and reading of of Malcolm X, um, he taught me that media is the most powerful entity on the face of the planet. It controls the minds of the masses. It can make the innocent look guilty, and the guilty look innocent, and that's power. And, you know, I don't think anyone can deny the power of the press. Um, in this country, to to shape opinions, perceptions, and and what have you, and totally be feeding them some fake news. You know, white supremacy was built on that's fake 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 news. So that that's who I am, bro. And then in 2014, I established this radio program, New Abolitionist Radio, um, after reading the 13th Amendment and finding that exception clause that said, "Hey, um, we getting rid of slavery and involuntary servitude itself. If you get convicted." and so I you know you know you know the whole story behind mass incarceration and 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 all of that so um you know how did you get into music was you doing music before you know you got trapped up in the system or did you pick it up in there uh, and got into it after you got out and then you know um after you shared that with us you know how did you get on this path that abolishing the death penalty is like like your cause, man, you wear it on your sleeve, on your heart, um, that this is something very dear yeah. to you to uh, accomplish.
4: No doubt. Well, um, when it comes to the hip-hop culture, uh, I met the hip-hop culture before they called it hip-hop. It was like in 1977. Uh, I started out as a dancer, and um, over the years, I gravitated towards uh, the microphone and became an MC. And I also had run-ins with the law, so it, it kind of uh, morphed together, as, so to speak, over the years. Um, going in and out of, of jails and prisons, um, hip-hop was kind of like my, you know, my safety. It kind of kept me afloat um, through, all those, uh, through all those trials and tribulations that I went through. At the end of the day, um, in 1997, I caught my last charge. Um, And as I was awaiting trial, um, I used hip-hop to help a young man. um, Actually, that was in prison in North Carolina. Um, He was a 14-year-old that was convicted of rape. Um, He had an innocence claim and... Someone approached me, and asked if I would write a song uh, uh, to help raise money for his legal fund, and here I was. I was facing 21 years at the time, but I did it, and it gave me a glimpse um, of the power that hip hop had to to put a message out there and to um, to get people uh, to get people involved in such in such a serious uh, situation.
0: You know, hey, so, real, real, real quick, yes. if I may, I, I just want to get your opinion on sure, something. but you know, cause I, yeah. I, I was born in '66, so you know, I was in in school, in grade school, when hip hop was was born and emerging in in New York and New Jersey area and what have you. But isn't hip hop is nice. media? When you think about the graffiti, the visual art. Art is media. When right. you think about rapping yeah. and, and singing, that's that's media. Uh when you talk about the beats right. and, and what have you, well, you know, certain African cultures and other indigenous cultures. That's media, that's a form of communication. So would you agree that hip hop is media? One of the most powerful that entities most definitely. Is Matt. As Malcolm most well, definitely. I
4: mean, in the beginning, in the beginning, it was the media for the street. That was our means of communication. That was like our real news, you know. And it was opposed to the fake news that we was getting, you know. It was not until just recently in the last decade that it has been infiltrated and now used in a negative, you know, uh, sense against those that actually created it, you know. In my opinion, in my opinion, because. If you go back to like the golden era and, and, and whatnot, we had a lot of positive role models. I mean, if it wasn't for some of the rappers, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. It was the rappers like Gang Star and, exactly. and KLS1 that made me want to pick up a book that made me want to educate myself, you know? And then nowadays, all you hear about is you know drugs and you hear about gaining wealth and, and all that and whatnot. So it was kind of turned against us now, you know? So, yeah, I knew the power of hip hop back before they infiltrated before they infiltrated so but um, when I was in prison, the last time I decided to uh to try to rehabilitate myself going by you know the readings of Malcolm X, which is where my name derived from i was i was called uh, they called me x because I was just so obsessed with malcolm x's uh teachings and whatnot and his life's experiences so um I did my prison bid, uh, I got my GED while I was in prison the last time, I was in my 30s. Um, I got out, I went to college, and I excelled in college. I, took, I was going to, uh, to learn to become a recording engineer because, uh, because I was into hip-hop and making music. I wanted to learn how to get around the studio and whatnot. And um, I hit a dead end while I was in college. I couldn't get an internship because of my criminal record. So I was being discriminated against. Right, right there, I was like, all the work that I put in, all the rehabilitation programs I went through, um, therapy, I went through all. I mean, drug programs. I was, I just, I had so many letters of recommendation. The, the dean was the one that tapped me to go for um, my internship in New York City at a big recording studio. I'm not going to name them because I don't want to start no beef right now. But um, and these are some they basically of the things that wouldn't
1: about. let me. About the collateral consequences, uh, brother X These are some of the things that we talking about That most offenders coming out right now What you were faced with is called One of the collateral consequences that you was faced with When you came out That Actually, was your
4: roadblock Exactly, exactly exactly. I mean, so when I couldn't get an internship That is when I said, like, okay I had to drop out of school because basically I was at a dead end And that's when I decided to become a prison rights activist And The first thing I did was I was fighting against, uh, like your show is based on the 13th Amendment. I was trying to prove that slavery was never abolished. That's like, slavery was never abolished. It was just given a facelift, and it was making, you know, they termed it more socially acceptable, you know, and and they run it through the prison systems. But you're talking about 13, 14 years ago when I started talking like that, and people were just, they weren't trying to hear that. They didn't even know what uh, the prison industrial complex meant when i said those words when i talked about mass incarceration they wasn't hit to that so it's really um it's really something to see it now 13 14 years later where now it's being yeah. talked about on a regular I have shows I, dedicated to it but at first
1: again, i'll tell you there wasn't to trying to hear it i just want to add to that not to interrupt this is one of the things yeah. that myself and the lifers group has been talking about well before all the people that's on the forefront right now and doing this we've been talking about mass Absolutely. incarceration and in the prison industrial for more than 30 years so I'm saying you know it's Absolutely. not like you know his, his, history repeats itself sometimes so what they're doing right now and everything that's it's nothing new we've addressed this for the last 30 years Well,
0: let, let me ask you both this question though yes um Back thirty years ago, we didn't have social media. We didn't have the ability to create our own internet radio stations or platforms. Exactly. And and yeah. you know just the way yeah. we can do peer to peer communications um, yeah. now. So do do either of you or both of you think that that's a major you know change? Um, diff- oh, most definitely. Okay. When right.
1: we, when Life's Group came out in the early nineties. That was one of the ways in which, in my foundation and of the Lifers Group, was able to get our message out and to communicate what we did in the Walt Disney Company, Hollywood Basic Records. The two of us was into the business. They were into the business of entertaining kids, and Lifers Group was into the business of saving kids' lives. And that's why that project clicked so much, in that we were able to, you know, get our message out to the public and to all the kids you know because of that alone and then because the of that music. that
0: media corporation was able to exactly. put you out but see that's what i'm saying the power that we have today we're like harnessing marcus garvey and in the, in the power of you know the paper the the international paper he put out and so yes. now you know there's no filter there's no corporate control, although there are some who choose to be controlled yeah. by corporations yeah. by way yeah. of butter biscuits or, or you know, a, a paycheck, millions of dollars to tell lies yeah. on TV. Yep. So but,
1: exactly. But it's exactly. great.
0: But I, I just wanted to say, you know, that's why, brothers, it, the reason that it's being talked about every day is because you force that change. And now we have the tools to get it out to a wider audience and it's taking hold. True that yes, yes, True exactly. that and,
1: and that is one of my main reasons really? You know when we go on Black Abolition Radio Black Talk Network Where we bring people on That is why I invited uh, Brother Capital X in, You know to share his views on it He's a brother that's been working with it For years and years and years And a brother that is well versed In the area of the 13th Amendment And things of that knowledge And this is what we try to do at Black Talk Radio We try to bring you the reality of what's going on, of those that don't know what's going on, but think they know what's always going on. And, you know, so, you know, that's where we're at right now, uh, uh, brother, uh, Capital X and uh, brother Scotty, right now, you know? Yeah. And uh, when i was think saying, what you, like, doing... you know, like a couple of our records, like this yeah, group. group, we have several songs out Prison is the Death of a Poor Man, Lock Us Up, Cuff Us Up, One Life to Live. You know, these are some of our top Living Proof. You know, we want somebody, you know, we rap is a very strong, very strong and powerful. And kids were listening to it and everything. And in the early 90s, you know, we had all this gangster rap and everything coming out. And uh, they was misleading our children, brother. And it was another side of the story that needed to be told. And I was going to be the one to tell it. You know, they weren't telling them, all right, you carrying a a nine or something that it was going to carry an automatic 10 years and stuff but because I lived it and been there, is Group, and what you were doing, Brother Capital X and us, doing was really enlightening. Yo, there's another side of this. These guys have not been where we've been, and they're misleading you. And so that's why I got incorporated rap into what I was doing, you know, when the is Group and everything. I wanted to incorporate that to really get our message out there to wake the people up of what was really going on out there in this mass system of mass incarceration. If they listen to our music, they'll hear we've been talking
0: about it since 1990. Well, Cap, X, Cap you on yeah. tour now, are you not? Excuse me? Are, are you touring now?
4: I am preparing to tour again. I am putting on some new material. I've been in a hiatus for a while. I mean, after the Walk for Life, um, I continued doing a lot of things, ended up here in Norway, and then I had to focus on myself a little bit, get, get, my, get myself established here in Norway. Um, but over the course of the last couple of years, I've been putting together new material, um, nonstop studying. Um, like now, I just, I just finished reading The New Gym Crow by Michelle Alexander. I actually just finished reading it for the second time. Phenomenal, phenomenal book. Um, so I am getting ready to tour. I'll be in the United States in June, so, and I'll be kicking off in June um, in Washington, D.C. I'll be joining some comrades there where they have uh, the Starving for Justice Vigil. It's an annual protest in front of the Supreme Court, so I'll be joining comrades there, and that's also against the death penalty.
0: Oh, we definitely got to have you on, you know, the day prior or however we can work that out so uh, we can get our, our local abolitionists to join you there and join in that de- demonstration. Yeah. And being that you're we torn some, uh, cabaret,
1: I'm going to try to make some uh, uh, connects over here so you can do a drive by some Jersey okay. some type of way.
4: That would be fantastic because uh, some of the – the most powerful evolutionists in the country um, uh, are part of that visual fast, and it would be fantastic if we could, uh, you know, get a broader audience to, to know what's going on. This this visual fast, I think it's been 11 or 12 years that they've been doing this. I've been a part of it at least once. Um, I've been wanting to join them ever since, uh, again, since I've moved to Norway, but of course, because of the travel, it makes it a little bit difficult. But um, yes, I yes. definitely have my focus on being there this year.
1: Brother Scotty, I would like for uh, Capital X to share something. You ain't got to name no names, but I want you to let people know of some of the people in the blocks that have been put up on you trying to get to where you need to be in the industry. You ain't got to name no names and who's who, but name some of the experience that you have with some of our people that are on the front line that was, you know, supposed to be out there about the cause and everything and some of the roadblocks that you have faced and getting your message out there, the true message, and giving them a real message. I'd like you to share that with our
4: audience. Uh, I'll uh, tell you, um, when I did the Walk for Life, I, I got a lot of backlash. There was actually websites that were dedicated um, you know, against me, saying that I was trying to exploit people, uh, that I was just trying to kick off a career, you know, using these, you know, the death penalty and, and all and whatnot. Um, I received a lot of death threats. Uh, it, I mean, I was getting letters from all types of people, and know, yeah, it was a little, a little, uh, it was a little discouraging. But at the same time, it was empowering. Like, well, I know that I'm doing something right. Um, I reached out to a lot of so-called uh, artists that were activists at the time, and. Most of them wanted to be paid for their time to, you know, to fight for the cause for what I was doing. So it was a lot of, a lot of dead ends. Uh, I didn't get as much support as I had hoped, Um, but that didn't deter me from continuing on. And to this day, I still, um, and I'm determined to get the word out. I mean, it's, it's. It's something that we need
1: exactly. It's something that needs people's attention. Is everything ain't what it appears to be? Always in the mainstream media. That's my whole purpose. I don't want to interrupt you.
4: No, I mean, I mean, you just, I mean, it's 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 out there for everybody to see. You know, you have people that have dedicated their lives to the struggle. You know, you can see their track record. They've been around for years, and then. You have somebody that's in the spotlight. It's great that they want to use their, you know, their, um, their podium to to exactly. speak to people and talk on these issues. But it's the intent that you yeah. have to watch. You know, it's wow. like what's the, you know, what's their what their intentions are doing. Is it just to keep the spotlight on them? Is it because they really care about these issues?
0: I so, can give you. A, I can as give as you. As start, I'm sorry. I can give you an you know, example. Um those questions yeah. were asked of um uh Kim Kardashian West and uh well as um uh what's her husband name? <laughs> I didn't forgot the guy's Kanye who, West. Yeah, Who's Kanye, Kanye West. West. Kanye West. And he yeah. mentioned he yeah. mentioned the thirteenth amendment, although his way of speaking and uh, during that press conference was kind of chaotic, you know. I don't know what's going on with the brother, exactly, but he exactly. didn't mention the Thirteenth Amendment, and people were saying, you know, well, what's his intent? So what, I, I hear what, he what did, you're saying.
1: I believe he miscommunicated what he was trying to communicate to us. He had a well intention in that area, and I believe it was just a miscommunication because sometimes we're trying to communicate something to people, and we don't always communicate exactly what it is that. And people don't always perceive it that way because they might not have an understanding, and they misunderstood him as far as it pertains to
0: well, the Thirteenth Amendment yeah, well, like I had said though, to people in some podcasts that I was putting out in on social media was you know Kanye, this isn't Kanye's first time talking about this issue, although it doesn't no. dominate his music, but when he put no. he put out that track, oh man, prison slave, what was the name of that track? Not that long ago, man. I didn't forget it that quick. Um Yeah, I'm not uh, New slave, new right. slave something like that. New slave Um, where he was talking about, he mentioned the CA, the CCA, which was Correction Corporation of America at the time. And he was talking about, you know, they got their private prisons up in the Hamptons and and all of that. So, I mean, Kanye, I have heard him from time to time, you know, drop something, something on, you know, prison slavery. But again, like you just said, Maxwell, Uh he didn't always communicate it correctly.
1: Exactly, and yeah. and people always are quick to blame and quick to place blame on the next person sometimes. We're quick to do that, and the man might have made an error in that, you know, in doing that, but did, uh, his as far as his wife uh uh Kim Kardashian, and she is a, a prison reform activist now, or whatever, and all these people that were going up into the White House to meet Donald Trump and all that, all this was a uh, 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 you know, it was some It was a change that was gonna have to come automatically or regardless. It was a give and take, all right. And a lot of that, the the first step that had to do with political agendas. At the same time, real necessary changes that need to be done. And it was like a give and take. All right, you wash my hand, I wash your hand. You want this, we want that, and we're going up. Our elections are coming up with certain things and and stuff. We'll support you. You support us. You know, and I just like to say one of the most people that have hurt us as prisoners and under the thirteenth amendment is Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, and Joe Biden. No one has heard it the system and prison reform and those things of that nature are where we are at today than those three right there.
0: Yeah, and they say Biden's and, leading some polls. Yeah. Oh. He
1: was on the committee that voted for everything and implemented new laws and all the uh, crack cocaine laws and all this. He was a part of every committee, every part of. And as I said, the Prisoners Legal Reform Act the 1997 to 1994, no other president in history has heard us more than President Bill Clinton and uh, Hillary Clinton. And uh, I'm going to say this. Governor, uh the governor of California, Jerry, uh, the governor, Jerry Brown, has had an opportunity to be the only serving governor of what he did to be in office long enough to go back and reverse all the harm that he caused and had a chance to realize decisions that he had made was wrong. And he's the only one that had the opportunity to serve that many years there in office to go back and change what was at the time, he thought it was right, but at this time, it was wrong.
0: So, he's the governor that just um, uh, put a moratorium on the death penalty there no, in that's, California? No, that's,
1: no, he's not the one, but the, the other, you know. Okay. But, no, but he is, had a chance to go back there and straighten up a lot of his... He made a lot of his wrongs into a right and
0: mm-hmm. to make
1: them humanly right as he possibly
0: could. Well, Maxwell, we're yeah. uh, we coming close to the end, bro, and we definitely exactly. want to give give our uh, guests an opportunity to give us some final oh, thoughts on anything coming up uh, that he has. But go it's ahead and finish your thought. We'll be bringing Max you with. back
1: on again, Brother Capital Act. We'll be bringing you back on the network again, yeah. my brother. So go ahead. Uh, uh, I'm you know, always anything willing. Anything you want to share with the audience? Anything you want to share with the audience? How to get in contact with you? Your, 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 your handles on whatever media or whatever? Go ahead and let the audience know.
4: Well, I would like to tell people, I mean, uh, following me, following, you know, anything I do, that could be done on my website, but I would urge everybody to more look at organizations like Death Penalty Action, um, which you could go on their website, deathpenaltyaction.org. Um, this organization, um you They've done so much when it comes to getting states to abolish the death penalty. They've been involved in um, New Jersey. They've been every state. What they do is they go in, um, they educate people on how, uh, what the process is to get uh, these um, repeals in place and to get them done. So it's a very uh, strong organization. It's headed up by um, Abraham Bonowitz and Scott Langley. Uh, they're seasoned organizers in the movement, so I would definitely urge people to hit up uh, deathpenaltyaction.org. Exactly. Um, there's also another organization that I'm affiliated with, uh, The Journey of Hope, From, uh, from Violence to Healing. Uh, they can be found at journeyofhope.org, and these are um, friends and families of victims that are against the death penalty. So, because um, you get a lot of backlash when you're against the death penalty or you don't care about the victims when that's not that's actually not the truth. We're basically trying to stop more victims from being created. So uh, Journey of yeah. Hope is another powerful organization that I'm affiliated with, so yeah. I would urge people to also hit up thejourneyofhope.org. So
1: and I'd like definitely for you, if you, you to, share, to share our connection of our history in the life. I'd like you to share yes. our history with the audience.
4: Yes. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, the Lifers Group has been a huge influence on what I do today. I mean, from back in the day, um, you know, they, they were an inspiration to me. Uh, having, been, having been in prison and having been silenced, because, I mean, when you're locked up in there, it's even hard to get a message to your family, let alone to anybody outside, you know, on the, in the outside world, So to see these brothers from behind the walls getting their message around the world I mean between them and Mumia I mean they were definitely like gas in my tank I'm like here I am in the free world if these brothers could get the message around the world from behind the wall I should be able to do you know 10 times that out in the free world and I tell you it's been a challenge to even meet what these brothers have accomplished when it comes to getting the word out about the struggle so uh, yeah it's pretty crazy that I used to uh, listen to the lifers group and watch them on tv and here i am now talking to brother maxwell you know what i'm saying on the phone and on the radio it's absolutely amazing how you know uh the universe connects people it's it's absolutely i'm really grateful
1: yes and we're grateful to have you here my brother and if you want to give them your handles again of how to follow you and you know, to go to your SoundCloud or any of those things, it's available to you, brother, to offer that out right now because um, your music is very important. Um, I think people need to hear it. We can do it real briefly. So, but I think uh, it's very important, your music.
4: Yeah, you could definitely, um, you can get most of my stuff on uh, capital X uh, dot No. Um, from there, you can get on my social media. I'm very active on social media. You can hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, Instagram. Um, pretty much get back to people you know pretty quickly so it's capital x.no and again just real quick uh death and journey please hit up those organizations they can always use uh the moral and financial support
1: of the people again and thank you my brother for coming on again we will have you on again and uh i really appreciate no you coming on uh capital action and I will be in touch soon. Brother. Uh, anytime, brother.
4: Uh, anytime, and I appreciate what you brothers are doing, man. Definitely.
0: All right, bro. All Thank right, you. We'll talk to you again. All peace. Right. Thank you. Thank All
1: you. right. Peace. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey. You can also go on the Black Abolitionist Radio. Uh Radio Talk Black Network. That, that, that's and- new abolitionists,
0: Max. That's new abolitionists. Yes,
1: the new abolitionist radio and you can also see links that will connect you to capital X and uh, this is Maxwell Maltains. I'd like to say thank you to all our listeners out there and I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing and we are going to keep doing what we keep doing here at the black abolitionist radio and I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in tonight all those of you who have tuned in like, uh, yeah. all right yes all right well
0: I just want to thank again uh, Maxwell for setting up the interview with capital Captain X who joined us all the way from Norway again the, the the new media technology, man. I just love it. It, it helps us build bridges. It helps and us build bridges and maintain relationships.
1: Our next guest next week. Uh, I want all the listeners to look forward to our guest next week. We have a very extraordinary person coming on next Wednesday. So I'm just asking all the listeners to tune in. You will be surprised. This is going to be wonderful as all of our interviews do. But please listen in next week. We have a very special guests coming in out of Canada, so we don't only do
0: local. We universal, right? So in international, international movement. All right, brother Maxwell. And again, right, I just want all right peace. I just want to say thank you to the listeners uh, who tuned in tonight. If you're listening later on the podcast, please share the podcast um, with your social media friends and, and what have you, and help spread the message of new abolitionist radio and what is that message of that slavery was never abolished is not going to abolish itself and it takes soldiers uh in this fight to end slavery and all of the collateral consequences that slavery brings to us manifesting in many different forms again check out captain x um his website is capital x i'm sorry i've been saying captain the whole time uh, ca- capital x dot n o is the website so we're gonna close it out uh listening to his last track um his latest track black block again you can find it on his website peace and blessings to all stay safe out there
2: bring the black and you don't stop bring the
1: black and you don't stop